There are six qualities that you must have or you have no business being in the construction industry. All right, there's more than six qualities that you should have to be in construction, but I think that these six really encompass what a great craftsman, a great tradesman should have. And honestly, they're the ones that make our industry go. The first of these is integrity. So I know integrity is like one of those buzzwords that everybody puts on some kind of like motivational poster, right? But what integrity actually means is doing the right thing when nobody's looking. Now, the reason for this is the average Joe that doesn't really care about what they're doing, they're going to try to get away with stupid things all the time and not tell anybody. And that's where a lot of the problems come from in our work. So when I go to troubleshoot something, a lot of the times it's because somebody else did some hack work and didn't think anybody was ever going to notice it. So having integrity means you sitting there and you're doing something and it's not right. But instead of just being like, ah, whatever, and walking away, you take it back down and you go through the, whatever you have to go through to fix it and make it good. And there's this kind of like putting your signature on things that I've always loved and I was trained this way. When you're doing something, have a certain way that you do things so that every time when you do it, somebody else comes behind you and they know whose work it was. And this may be folding conductors in a certain way, making things line up a certain way. Like when I rip out all my receptacles when we're doing a rough in, um, I make sure that when I'm folding everything back in the boxes that I kick everything at an angle. You all have probably seen me do that in my videos, but I'm the only person that I know that does that. Um, and so when people go into a room, they're like, oh, Dustin did all of this, you know, but it also allows some accountability. I do that because I want people to know who did the work. That way, if there's a problem, they can come to me and tell me and I'm taking accountability for that. So I'm always doing work to a high standard and I always want to make sure that what I'm doing that I'm doing it and it doesn't matter what other people think, that I've put my all into this and when I don't need to have congratulations, I still have self-pride, I still have something inside myself that I'm impressing myself every day because of what I'm putting in. The next thing that you need to have is follow through. So a lot of people like to talk big game and say they're going to do this and say that they're going to do that, but they don't actually ever do any of it. This kind of behavior is something that's tragic in just in general, but in the trades, you need to have follow through. And so when you have a customer and they ask you to do something and you say you're going to do something, the make or break of whether or not you're ever going to get future business or recommendations or anything is how well do you stick to the things that you say you're going to do? Are you somebody of your word? Can a builder rely on what you're saying to them? Can your team around you rely on you to show up and be there? And when you say you're going to do something, you actually follow through. In the construction, we work as teams. And so the weakest link on a team is often the person that you can't rely on because their word doesn't mean anything. So to have a strong team, you need people that show up on time that you can rely on, that are consistent, that can be counted on. And part of that is having follow through. And when you say, you know, if you're late a lot and you you tell the boss, like, hey, I'm sorry, I'm going to start changing my alarm clock and I'm going to get up 30 minutes earlier. Do it. You <laughs> like actually have follow through with what you say you're going to do. If somebody's like, hey, I need you to go over here and wire this room and do this, make sure that you fully understand everything and that you go do it. And then when you walk away and that journeyman comes up and is like, all right, hey, did you do the thing? That you actually did all of it and that your word means something that's so crucial in the construction industry. Number three is determination. And what I mean specifically by determination is the ability to suffer 
through something, but continue to push through it. You're gonna have this a lot in the construction industry where like it's crappy weather, it's really hot out, you're dehydrated, but the ability for you to keep pushing through to have follow through that we just talked about is super important to be able to go through suffering of some sort, to be irritated, to have changes thrown at you and all of that, instead of just losing your lid and like, you know, or flipping your wig on somebody and getting pissed off, the ability to just like maintain calmly, accept changes, take things as they come and just push through and keep going and complete a task or complete a goal. That's crucial because nobody wants to work with somebody that just gets flustered and, and can't handle the environment and that's constantly complaining about everything left and right. I'll kick somebody out of the company if they're complainers, if that's all they do is just sit and complain and bitch and moan all the fucking time. I get it. There's some days that you're just at your worst and that's okay if 95% of the time you're at your best. But this determination, this not letting shit get you down and get in your way and letting stupid little things knock you off your path throughout the day. Be solid. We all need mountains that we can lean on. So if you're the person in the group that is the stable mountain that people can lean on and rely on, it's super helpful for everybody involved, but it's also helpful for a customer or a builder or somebody that needs to be able to rely on you to know that regardless what happens, you're going to keep pushing through and you're going to make shit happen. All right, number four is creativity. So doing electrical work, a lot of times you're gonna have to come up with some like creative solutions for things. So uh, if you're kind of like the determination thing we just talked about, if you let things get to you to the point where you can't see a solution to get through something, then you're not thinking creatively. There might be times where you've got an obstruction, you've got something in the way, you have no clue how you're gonna make this thing happen. The more creative you can think about different ways of doing things, the better off you're gonna be because it's gonna allow you a whole range of solutions to problems that you would have otherwise just thrown your hands up and like you know walked away from. So having creativity is really important, especially when you get into the aesthetics of what we do. If you want things to look really nice, if you want things to function well and, and everything to work, um, and you want to be looked at as somebody that does really, really quality stuff, being creative is often the reason or the thing that allows people to get there. Sometimes you might have some weird door in the middle of a room that's got a limit switch on it. And you're like, how the hell am I even gonna get wires to that? I am here to tell you that there is a way to solve every single problem. And actually there's probably 27 ways to solve every problem just comes to the, the money, right? Like if you want me to put a receptacle up on the top of a space needle, like how much you want to pay? <laughs> like, I will make that happen because I'm creative. I can come up with a lot of different ways of trying to think of things and troubleshoot through something. It's just how much do you want to pay to actually make it happen? So creativity is huge and customers love having a tradesman that can be creative. So when there's a problem, instead of you being like, oh, you just can't do it. We just can't do it. Oh, and like walking away. Nobody wants to hire somebody like that because that makes them be like, oh Jesus, now the problem's huge. Or like, shit, why did I hire you? I'm just wasting my money with you. They want somebody that can deliver a couple of solutions. And what I recommend is when you have a problem and you're about to present a solution, give three solutions. I would give the easiest and cheapest solution. I would give another solution that's gonna cost a little bit more, but that's kind of within their reach. And then I would give them the most expensive, craziest solution and say, these are some ways that we can solve this problem. So which way do you wanna go? The cheapest might not be the greatest way to go, but it's, it's the cheapest and I can make this work. But the middle of the road's usually the best option. But if you're presenting multiple options that's giving them a choice, they feel like you're really good at what you do and 
you know a lot. And in all reality, th that's the truth. If you can outthink problems and have multiple solutions to a problem, you're creative and that means you're really good at this and you've come across a lot of problems, which means you've also come across a lot of solutions. All right, number five is to be changeable and more specifically be changeable, but unwavering. So there's a lot of times that you're going to come through the industry when you come across some problems, some kind of adversity. And if you always think that your perspective is right and you're right, and you know more than everybody else. First off, nobody wants to work with somebody like that because you're wrong. You're just wrong. You don't know the most. You're not the best. Uh, even if you've been doing this for 40 years, there's people that are doing things nowadays with tools you didn't even know existed that can do it in half the time, you know, and, and like completely avoid all these complex solutions. Um, if you're a couple of years into this and you start having a helper and now all of a sudden you think that you know everything, that helper might have been a mechanic for a long time. And now they know how to build a structure or how the mechanics of bolts and nuts and washers and, and like building something works way more than you do. And so not listening to their solutions solution just because you just want to be the right guy and you have a big fucking ego you're going to be the one that's the problem where there was a good solution a good fix and you didn't allow yourself to be changeable you're now creating a problem because you're fucking ego but that being said it's it's there's a difference between being wavering and, and not being stable versus being changeable you can still be changeable and be unwavering and be who you are to your core. Your character is solid, but you can still take new thought in and new opinion. And you don't have to let your ego get all flared up because somebody oh found out you didn't know something. Who gives a shit? The more you're wrong, the more shit you know now. And you'll never be wrong about that thing again because you exposed where your wrongness was. And so now you are right about it because you know the truth, you know the actual answer. So like be okay with being wrong. Seriously, embrace when somebody tells you you're doing something wrong and they give you a better solution and you actually sit and think like, fuck, they're right. Thank them. Seriously, just be like, dude, thank you so much. I Fuck, I never would have known that unless you would have told me. And then be cool and solid and stable because now you know the thing for sure undeniably that's the best way to approach and it takes kind of a little humble student mindset when you go through this shit and i always say this, this time and time again always even if you're a master electrician think of yourself as an apprentice think of yourself as a student of this craft always your entire career but you can still be unwavering in every aspect of who you are. You can still be the leader on a job site and what you say goes and how you think and how you act and how the job flows. You can still be unwavering on that, but taking input from people is really important because it's going to make you look better when somebody else has a better solution for something and somebody comes up and they're like, oh, dude, I would have never thought to do it like that. It's going to make you and your team look better anyways. So allowing people's voice to seep in, allowing new ideas to come in is crucial. And number six, the last one is to anticipate need. This is something, a term I've been using for years and years and years on these videos. I usually am speaking it in reference to an apprentice. An apprentice's job is to anticipate need. You're supposed to be constantly aware of what's going on. And if you see somebody needs help, run over and make sure that they got what they need. That's your job. It's like to, to if you can understand what's going on in your environment and be of value and be of help to anybody, you're solid and everybody's going to want you around. But that's not just an apprentice characteristic. 
So anybody having the ability to anticipate need, you know, like I could be a journeyman, headphones in, sitting here like landing, you know, service entrance conductors in a panel and I see somebody over there that's got a lift and they're trying to lift a light pole and there's a bunch of gaggle of apprentices underneath and, you know, there's a power line up high and it just like, it looks like I should go over there and just help. If you can anticipate what could possibly go wrong or what somebody might need, you might see somebody like trying to bang on something with a wrench, but you got a hand just run over real quick and be like, hey man, I got you, use this. They'll use it, grab it back and go. You're anticipating the need of the others around you. And this is huge for solid teams, for people that wanna to work together really well and be effective and they don't even need to speak to each other throughout the day and everything gets handled. That's a solid team. You got a whole bunch of all-stars on you, but if you notice these teams, and I've been around many of them, they don't have to speak because they all are watching each other's backs. It's the best thing because there's not a lot that gets slipped when everybody's paying attention to everything rather than each one person is just solely focused on what they're doing. A lot of stuff gets missed that way. But if everybody is aware and making sure that everybody's good and they got what they need, it's just an extra set of eyes and it's everybody kind of taking accountability for the entire job rather than it just being on one person that's like corralling running kittens you know um, so those are my six let me know if you guys think of any more please leave some comments I could probably do another six uh, maybe I'll do one for like masters and journeymen and apprentices I don't know leave some comments below I love you crazy fuckers and I'll see you in the next one